It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. WTAW News Time is five minutes after seven. It is 80 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Aggieland Golf Cars, your independent authorized club car dealer. Golf cars aren't just for golf anymore. Customize your club car to fit your needs at Aggieland Golf Cars on Highway 30. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. A Bryan police officer is one of two people who escaped serious injuries after they were shot yesterday morning. According to BPD social media, officers were investigating a disturbance when the unidentified suspect began shooting. The suspect, who fled the scene, was involved in a chase with DPS troopers that ended between Waco and Hillsboro when the suspect died of a self-inflicted, self-inflicted gunshot wound. BPD has not disclosed the relationship between the victim of the disturbance and the suspect or the circumstances leading to the disturbance. City of Bryan officials continue to pitch public-private partnership opportunities at Midtown Park. Project Director Frank Clark's update on our show included discussions with undisclosed business people. It's going a whole lot slower than what we hoped. We've hoped we'd have a lot of that stuff kind of thought out. There's all kind of brainstorming, people coming with opportunities. The first Midtown Park partnership that is underway is the Big Shots franchise. Since then, the city council has hired third-party operators for ball fields and the multi-purpose Legends Event Center that is slated to open the first week of November. The new school year in College Station ISD will eventually include two more school resource deputies from the Brazos County Sheriff's Office. That was part of the budget approved during last week's CSISD board meeting. On another item involving school safety, Superintendent Mike Martindale updated the board on CSISD's progress of meeting seven required safety initiatives by the Texas Education Agency. We will have all those things uh, taken care of, identified as far as CEA action steps, and be ready to report accordingly when survey opens on September 1. The CSISD board meeting also included approving the hiring of the district's first safety and risk management coordinator. Tracy McClendon joined CSISD from Bryan ISD and the Baylor Scott and White system. Lynn College trustees learn inflation continues to be an obstacle to design the $31 million Bryan Campus Administration Building. The college is working with the design team now. In fact, we had a lengthy meeting yesterday afternoon and with the contractor, and we anticipate bringing to you a final design sometime later this fall. Chancellor Mary Hensley also reported at last week's trustees meeting that employees are moving back to Blinn's old main building in Brenham that follows substantial water damage following winter storm Uri. The Board of Regents at Stephen F. Austin University is considering joining one of four state university systems. SFA interim president Steve Westbrook says one of four possibilities is the A&M system. Westbrook, a veteran SFA administrator, said his regents decided to entertain joining a system and postpone a presidential search because it's difficult to do both at the same time. Because it depends on who the new president would report to. Would they report to the, our board as it currently exists? 
or would they report to a, a chancellor who would report to a system board? Westbrook says the SFA board will have a decision before the legislature starts in mid-January. Understand that one of the decisions can be no, that we're, we're not. We, we hear all of the invitations and we decide, or I say we decide, the board decides not to. Westbrook is a member of an SFA region subcommittee that will also hear pitches from the Texas, Texas Tech, and Texas State systems. WTAW news time is eight minutes after seven. It is 79 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Aggieland Golf Cars. More news at 7.30 or anytime at WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620-945 WTAW. It's the Infomaniacs at 710 on a Monday. Thanks for being with us. Let's have a look at the weather. Brought to you this morning by Shipwreck Grill, proudly serving the Brazos Valley. Some of the best seafood, delicious burgers, and great cocktails in a fun, relaxed atmosphere. Wade, Mary, and the gang welcome you seven days a week to Shipwreck. Here's some numbers. We have some unsettled weather during the next few days across the region. Cloudy skies, showers and thunderstorms, mostly this afternoon, low 90s. Showers and thunderstorms overnight, mid-70s. More showers and thunderstorms Tuesday, mid-80s. Partly sunny Wednesday, a couple of showers and thunder showers, upper 80s. I'm meteorologist Doug Webster, 1620-945 WTAW. And I'm Zach Taylor on WTAW. Coming up in sports, we're talking Sam Bennett, the Madisonville native, Texas A&M golfer, getting a big win yesterday at the 122nd U.S. Amateur, and he joins the likes of uh, well, Bobby Jones, Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods. So we'll hear from him coming up, as well as touching on Texas A&M football and a little NFL preseason in sports. There you go. It's a big day in sports history for Texas Ranger fans. Man, yeah. this date in 2007, the Rangers scored 30 runs to beat Baltimore, 30-3. to yep. Oh, wow. Becoming the first baseball team to score 30 times in a game in 110 years. Way to go, Ranger. Yeah, Josh Hamilton had like three home runs, I oh, think, geez. something like that. Uh, I remember watching a little bit of that one. I didn't mm-hmm. stay for the entire time. Back in the good old days, man, when the Rangers can't score 30 runs in a week. Rangers now. were decent. Man, yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. How anyway. far are we fallen? Call us, text us, be a part of the show. Love to hear from you today. Yeah, 979-695-1620. So, Zach, I was out in your neighborhood yesterday. You were. I was, as a matter of fact. What were you doing out uh, there? Well, we did. We we're driving around. You know, we thought if we could go find some rain and drag it back to our house, we'd like that. Uh, yeah. And it was raining pretty hard out there, as a matter of fact, yesterday morning. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. You guys I, got some rain. I was, uh, so I do some <laughs> I do some soundboard stuff for my church. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was up there uh, right at 7 o'clock yesterday morning. So I didn't get to actually check out the rain. I was in College Station. Uh, but, yeah, we, we have gotten mm. a little bit of rain, and which is great. We really needed it. Uh, and, you know, you get that blackland soil that's out in Snook, which is great for farming. But when it doesn't rain, boy, it cracks a lot. Yes, it does. Uh, it really does. And so we've got some folks that have also moved in and are not originally from that area. And they're like, why are there these big cracks in my yard? And they're, they're real upset and worried about it and, like, saying, oh, that's kind of what happens, uh, the, especially yeah. if it doesn't rain. So yeah. that's quite a that's quite a development out there. They're cutting new streets and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So man. you were just patrolling up and down, uh, yep. up and down yep. the road. Just and driving, you didn't yep. want you didn't want to stop and say hi. I didn't know. Look, I wasn't home anyways, didn't work, right, but exactly it wouldn't have right. mattered. Yep. But anyhow, um, no, just uh, yeah, just taking and kind of going out and seeing roads in the county and stuff that's going on, just growth and you know all the uh, yeah. things. And it was it was a pretty good rain shower uh, late yesterday yeah. morning. And our and our development is just one of many that's going on out in Snook. So it's uh, it's pretty crazy how 
fast it's growing. And well, it didn't rain by the time we got back to our house, which is the whole purpose we were out there. <laughs> you were hoping trying, it was going to fall. To you drag back. it back in, but yeah, yeah, out there by the river, it was uh, it was raining uh, pretty hard. But anyhow, um, so uh, what else happened this weekend? You know. Uh, not a lot. Kind of took it easy. Did you? Uh, yeah, actually did go out on Saturday night to watch the UFC fights. Because um, you always do? Uh, no, actually, a lot of times somebody I know will buy them. Okay. Um, and so, but these, well, they're buy not the always pay-per-view. They're not always pay-per-view. Sometimes you can just watch them on ESPN, the whole card. I got you. Um, but then when they're big fights and they're they're good ones, um, you can usually watch the prelims on ESPN, but then you have to pay-per-view for the, the main card. And so uh, yeah. that was one of those. Um, and so every once in a while, there will be a bar in town that, you know, you have to pay a small cover because they buy the fights but then you can go and watch um so uh so yeah so went and watched the fights and actually really really good one at the end it was now, uh, what pretty makes exciting. it a good what, what makes it a good fight? so okay so the the title fight or like the main fight yep, this main particular event. yeah the main event this particular round um, I think, believe the guy who was like defending his title was undefeated in the UFC. He was obviously winning this fight like way ahead about a minute left and the underdog ended up knocking him out and it was wild. Like it, it was to the point where it's kind of a boring fight and then all of a sudden just one kick to the head and boom, it was all over. Leon Edwards, <laughs> by the way, is the yeah. guy who got the KO. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the whole bar just like erupted. It was so fun. All right. Yeah. So now because I look. I don't get it. Okay, yeah. I, I just do not get it. And, and I, I had not, I had not really started watching until probably about a year and a half, two years ago. Okay. My brother's really into it. Yeah. Um, my roommates were into it. I have some friends who are really into it. Um, Bubba Bush, who owns an MMA gym in town, um, he's on Louis Show a lot, and so like I had heard of it, and and then started watching a few years ago. And um, they're on almost every Saturday, so it kind of yeah. gives you something to do. Well, yeah. that's yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that the internet's gone kind of wild too. That particular fight, Joe Rogan's reaction. Oh, he yeah. Provides so Joe does commentary. commentary. It does. I mean, I guess you could say he got a start in Fear Factor and as a stand up comedian. Yeah. But right. He was doing this long before his podcast took off. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, his reaction to the, to the KO. Yeah, because they're right there at, like, at cage side, I guess you could call ring it. Side, and, yeah. and ringside, yeah, they're right there. And they they're they're I mean, they get to react however they want to. It's not, you know, like your typical, I guess, sporting event that you commentate on. And so and they've got cameras right in their face. And yeah, their reactions were pretty I mean, like everybody else's, it was wild. So uh because my dad was born and raised in New York City. And mm-hmm. so he 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 enjoyed two things uh Horse racing and boxing. Okay. And I just I couldn't get into either one of them. Just oh, could not. Yeah. Uh, we actually had a friend who was in the horse racing business, and mm-hmm. I went up there to their farm and learned all about that kind of stuff. It mm-hmm. just did did not interest me. Because you're not, not putting a lot it. of money on it. That's why yeah, it's not That's probably right. Yeah. Now, and that's the thing is. Well, but, but my cousins in upstate New York, like, they love horse racing yes, season. They go to Saratoga. Deal. And, yeah, yeah and, and I've been before, and it's cool, but yep. they're, like, into it. Yeah. Like, opening day is a big deal for them. So, what what Tiger Woods did for golf, mm-hmm. Cassius Clay pretty much did, Muhammad Ali did mm-hmm. for boxing. Right. I mean, opened it up to people who had never watched this before. But, I mean, listen, I'm a kid. I'm a little kid. I'm like uh, eight, nine years old. Right. And Friday nights we would watch the fights on television mm-hmm. brought to you by Gillette. I mean, right. it was a big deal. Right, And right. if you listen to the announcers back then – and the level of engagement they had, because they're kind of removed from it. I mean, they're they're pretty analytical in the way that they would talk about it. And then, of course, a, a 
boxing match can turn very quickly, not as quickly as a kick to the head with yeah. MMA type stuff. Right. But, you know, the way that it was presented on television back then was a different time in a different way. And mm-hmm. I'm sure the engagement and the excitement of the announcers now has a lot to do with the growth of this and the fact that it can be over in just an instant. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. And I mean, obviously, Dana White has, you know, he's got lightning in a bottle. He's done something right yep. because the UFC, because there's other leagues like there are other, you know, professional fighting leagues. But UFC, UFC is is what you hear kind about. Of, kind of the premiere and right. obviously the camera work and everything the insight that they can give you. Oh, man. Actually feeling like you're there in the ring. And so everybody at this bar was there to watch the fight. Is Um, that basically right? There were a few people there watching the Cowboys preseason game. Oh, why? (laughs) But you had to pay to get in no matter what. Oh, I see. So, yes, because, yeah, because there was a cover to get in because they were showing the fight. Right, got to pay And so, yeah, Yeah. so if you were were in there, I would hope that you were there to at least watch the fights because you paid to watch the fights. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Brad's Valley MMA, Reeves, have you ever gone to the fights that they put on at Reed? So, no, I did not go to the fights that they put on. I have been to some of their in-house, like, jiu-jitsu tournaments. I've been to their gym, because I know some, well, I know a few people that actually train there. And and it's in the mall. Yeah. (laughs) Their gym. So you could just be, like, walking down to cons, and you're like, oh, there's an MMA gym. A bunch of dudes fighting each other. Yeah, but it's uh, it's a good space that they got. All right, there you are. (laughs) It's 722. Speaking of back to school, the big school opens up today. Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Yeah. Well, the kids are back said, anyways. Yeah. I looked at the academic calendar. It said August 22nd, I thought. I looked at it this morning, and I thought it said August 24th. Oh, I just looked be. at the traffic outside, okay. and I knew yeah. it was soon. Well, but regardless uh, of... Let's, first day of classes, fall semester, August 24th. All right, sorry. Okay. Yeah. No, that's so, okay. And, and that's also when uh, the little or bigger school, Blinn, also oh yeah. begins on which Wednesday. Is, which, but now what you have for this two-day period is like a gajillion kids excuse me, young men and women mm-hmm. who are having nothing to do right now except wander right. around and, wander and, around. and get yeah, lost. Exactly. And make U-turns in streets and stuff like well, that. Well, you're going to have a lot of the freshmen who are wandering, yeah, like especially on campus trying to find their classes yeah. before they have to go to their classes. Oh, wait. Now, how many really plan ahead that much? Ooh, I will say, so I was a fish camp counselor my yep. senior year, uh-huh. and we we offered to take our campers around campus to look for their classes. I got you. So a lot of them took us up on that, but the ones without that oversight... I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. that's true. Did you, color, on, did you color your hair when you were a fish uh, camp No. Counselor? Oh, my God, Zach. You know how much I care about I my hair. Well, I mean, it seems like all of them do that. Yeah, a lot. It is a big deal. A lot of them do. The guys more so. Well, not it, the girls do it too. I had really blonde hair at the time, and my camp color was blue. Uh, and I was yep. not about not to even it. attempt to do like blue highlights or something like that. I had I had enough hair dye woes in my high school years that I decided to avoid that. I did do like clip in like blue extensions, um, but no, I did not actually permanently color. My so hair. you'll have the story in your newscast at 7:30 but yep. but apparently there have been mask standards in place that I'm thinking a lot of people didn't even know about. Yeah, I mean I think if you're I think if you're employed as somebody who knows two people very sure, close, to, right. you, you know that there are still protocols in place depending on if you've been exposed. Um, so, uh, for instance, someone I knew had been near someone who then tested positive like a day later. Uh-huh. So she was supposed to and did wear a mask to work for a few days until she could be in the clear of like I have I'm not presenting any symptoms. Okay. Um, so A&M is strongly encouraging students, employees, and visitors to wear masks indoors and get 
get tested if you have symptoms, obviously. Um, but there are protocols if you test positive or if you are exhibiting symptoms or if you are exposed. I was about to say, because all of that's going to be voluntary. Oh, for sure. I mean, sure. nobody knows if you were exposed to somebody Correct. who ends up testing positive. You, that, you take that upon yourself, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. will be kind of interesting. I don't think they're doing the tracing situation yeah. like they tried to in the beginning. So. That, that will be kind of interesting as people come from different backgrounds. I've seen more masks. Situations. Do you see more masks? Yeah, Do just you? in public. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, not a ton, but, you know, I was uh, I was out to eat last night in a restaurant and a family came in and they had masks on. How about at the bar? Uh, nope, there were no masks. No, no at the MMA. Bar. No, 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 okay. no, yeah. no, 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 no masks. I will say people were spread out quite. I mean, it, you know, it wasn't one of those like super packed shoulder to shoulder places, okay. but we could kick Ronan in the head, baby. Yeah, okay. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, you know, that's one of those things. I think, I think if you're going out to the bar, I don't know. I mean, maybe you could, you were worried about it. I'm not sure, but you, no, I didn't see any masks. If, right. if you go to the bar, you're taking on the the fact that you might be close to other people, strangers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nah, nah, you're, you're, you know. If you go to a bar that you're probably going to be close to strangers, and so as a result, that's that's fine. I will say this was funny, real quick, because I know we're uh, we're close to our break. But um, so obviously not drinking right now on Whole Thirty. Oh, so yeah. I went to the bar. So I just ordered a club soda with like a, a wedge of lime. And the bartender and, did a double no, take. Listen, oh, so okay. actually we had a, like a waitress. So okay. I didn't actually go up to the bar. We had All a waitress, right. and she goes, uh, and, and it's pretty cool. They have these POS systems where they have these like handheld devices. Yeah. Um, and she goes, we don't have that. And I said, you don't have club soda? Listen, listen. She goes, we have Sprite. Is that okay? I said, no, 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 no. You have club soda. Like just the the sparkling, it comes out of that, like that little hose thing. That nozzle. She goes, and what it was is she couldn't find it. She looked like she was 12. She couldn't find it. (laughs) She did. Well, she's attending bar at 12 years of age. No, she was obviously older. So she didn't have it in the system as just like a plain club soda. And and so anyway, she comes back. She obviously, the bartender was like, yeah, I I can do that. Because I was like, what do you put in people's vodka sodas? Oh. <laughs> like, Chelsea, old person griping this I morning. Wow. No, 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 no. no. It was just so funny. Young and then, people, yeah. Yes. And so, and then we got, I got charged for a Sprite. I was like, yeah. all right, it's fine. <laughs> we, we don't have that. Uh, yeah, you do. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> WTAW news time is 732. It's 79 degrees. We will take a look at your forecast coming up after the news. It's brought to you by West Webb All Britain and Gentry Law Firm. The experienced legal team for the things you value most. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. Gunfire yesterday morning left a Bryan police officer and a private citizen with minor injuries and the shooter dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. The initial gunfire took place during a disturbance at a home on Crossing Drive. That's in a new a new development off of Leonard Road. One hour after the disturbance, the unidentified suspect died after being chased by DPS troopers between Waco and Hillsborough. BPD has not released circumstances leading to the disturbance or the relationship between the suspect and the victim. A Brian man originally accused of capital murder in Harris County enters a plea agreement where he admits to murder and is sentenced to 40 years. After that, 25-year-old Joshua Wortham enters a plea agreement with the Brazos County District Attorney's Office where he receives the maximum punishment of 10 years for strangling and striking his girlfriend in April of last year. According to the Brazos County DA's office, Wortham's punishment in both cases will be served at the same time and Wortham still faces charges in Colorado County of evading arrest and unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. Personnel actions at last week's College Station ISD school board meeting included authorizing more school resource deputies from the Brazos County Sheriff's Office. We have added two additional school resource deputies to the budget to go with the seven we already have in place at the school district. 
Superintendent Mike Martindale also brought up CSISD's first safety and risk management coordinator, which was approved by the board. The addition of this position will allow us to have much more focus on the processes and procedures we use throughout the school district to ensure the safest environment possible at our campuses. Martindale also reported that CSISD's compliance with new state safety guidelines will be ready to be submitted when the Texas Education Agency starts accepting those reports on September 1st. Kindergarten classes at Southwood Valley Elementary are back to normal today. That's after some classes were moved last Thursday and Friday due to roof leaks from storms. Carpet also had to be dried and some ceiling tiles were replaced. Southwood Valley was one of three CSISD campuses where roofs are being replaced that sprung leaks. There were a couple of leaks in the gym at Consolidated Middle School and a minor leak in a closet at Oakwood Intermediate. While Blinn College has opened a new administration and classroom building on the Rellis campus and a new residence hall in Brenham, administrators tell the Board of Trustees of continuing supply chain and inflation issues in Bryan and the home campus. Chancellor Mary Hensley says a final design of the $31 million Bryan campus administration building is expected to be presented to trustees this fall. Trustees, due to increases in building supply and construction costs, we do continue to work with the architect on the design of this building. Dr. Hensley also reported repairs for from winter storm Uri a year and a half ago are the point are at the point where employees are moving back into the old main building in Brenham. Elevator repairs in that building will be done during winter break. Texas A&M move-in weekend included a pandemic reminder from the president's office. A&M's COVID website has a reminder from Chief Operating Officer Greg Hartman. A&M students and employees continue to be required to follow university protocols if they test positive, exhibit symptoms, or are exposed to someone who has tested positive. A&M strongly encourages students, employees, and visitors to wear masks indoors and get tested if you have symptoms. More information is at covid.tamu.edu. Bill Oliver, 1620-945-WTAW. There are 37 state universities in Texas. Stephen F. Austin is one of only two that are not in one of seven systems. That could change as the SFA Board of Regents has decided to entertain offers from the A&M, Texas, Texas Tech, and Texas State systems. Interim President Steve Westbrook says SFA has been informally asked for years. Now, SFA's board has decided to move ahead with that option instead of conducting a presidential search. And I think as the rumors kind of began to to grow about system affiliation, then uh, the system sort of increased their informal contacts because the interested systems didn't want to get left out of the conversation. Westbrook says if there is an agreement to join a system, both sides have to finalize the proposal before the legislative session begins in mid-January. There has to be collaboration with that system and their board and their staff to begin to work with our elected representatives to enable or to draft the enabling legislation. It's why the decision timeline is really necessary by the end of the um, fall semester. Westbrook says between now and December, SFA students, employees, alumni, and community members will be contributing to whether SFA remains independent or joins one of the four targeted systems. The recruitment of private businesses located at Bryan's Midtown Park is going slower than originally planned by city officials. Frank Clark, who is the project director, provided a recent update on our show that included discussions taking place about more partnerships with the city. I'm not really not at liberty to kind of talk about anything, any of that stuff right now because it's not done on paper yet. But there is some good opportunities for some uh, park-like activities that we've got our fingers crossed. Meantime, the city's third-party management company is booking events at the multi-purpose Legends Events Center, which is scheduled to open the first week of November. Another management company is taking care of new ball fields, and the Big Shots Aggieland franchise 
has been in operation since January. WTAW news time is 7:38. It is 79 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by West Webb All Britain and Gentry. More news at the top of the hour. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620 945 WTAW. Good morning. It's the Infomaniacs on a Monday. We're in the WC Tractor Studio, your local award-winning Kubota, a New Holland dealer in Bryan and Navasota. Look at this. We got uh, rain in our forecast. How's that for something different? Mostly cloudy. Scattered showers and thunder showers move in low 90s. Showers and thunderstorms overnight. A couple of downpours, mid-70s. Mostly cloudy. A few showers and thunderstorms Tuesday, mid-80s. Partly sunny Wednesday. A few more showers and thunder showers, upper 80s. I'm meteorologist Doug Webster, 1620-945-WTAW. And I'm Zach Taylor on WTAW. Coming up in sports, we've got a lot to break down for Texas A&M athletics from this past weekend. Texas A&M women's soccer in action yesterday. Aggie football gearing up for its big season opener. And Aggie men's golfer Sam Bennett won the 122nd U.S. Amateur yesterday. It's a pretty big deal. Hey, let's hear it from Madison County representative. Yeah, Yeah, that's huge for him. The big win yesterday. So uh, congratulations to Sam. We'll talk about that in sports. That's awesome. Yeah, Uh, it it is a really neat story about Sam Bennett. Uh, For those who might not know, obviously he's kind of a local guy. Uh, Grew up playing on a nine-hole course in Madisonville. Barefoot. Yeah, uh, he would get get out of uh, swimming or whatever that summer, and he would go, and it was almost kind of like a gopher hole course and him and his buddies would go play barefoot as they dried off in their swim trunks uh and another thing too um to go along with it his dad was a a great influence as a lot of athletes i think can say both men and women can say uh and his dad was a great influence on him and golf kind of got him into the sport well his father mark unfortunately passed away last year of alzheimer's uh but before he kind of got really bad um the last communication that he really had with sam he wrote down uh, a note to him and said don't wait to do something and so what sam did is he got that in his father's handwriting tattooed Mm. on his arm don't Uh, wait to do something don't wait to do something which can be applied to so many different things right in so many different ways and i think that's some great advice uh kind of lasting advice that his dad gave him so and it was neat that he got it tattooed in his father's handwriting Mm -hmm. um and so he he was even looking at it yesterday he said he was telling the nbc reporter afterwards that he was looking at it and kind of helping settle him him down his nerves obviously it was a pretty nerve-wracking deal and um, yeah, it's it's a really cool story, and I've gotten to talk with Sam a few times, and uh, seems like a really down to earth kind of guy. And he's coming back for a fifth year. Awesome. I mean, you talk about all the accolades and everything. He could right. he could try and go pro, uh, and, and most likely we get his PGA card, everything else. But he wants to come back for, to Texas A and M for a fifth season. It's interesting. He was able to, I guess, because of his golf prowess, he was able to get. Uh, special dispensation and he's he's sponsored now i think suncoast is the he was yeah. wearing a suncoast hat yesterday mm. when they uh, interviewed him so well and i wonder how the nil would work i mean i would assume sure. the nil could be applied to of him course. as well oh, yeah. so i yeah. mean that's a pretty big day and as i mentioned tiger woods won this thing three times yep. uh bobby jones jack nicholas so there are a ton of big names but um yeah congratulations to sam that's pretty cool and yeah. by the way he was a guy who was a multi-sport athlete in high school, I remember he was a big time baseball player mm-hmm. in Madisonville, and you I was don't gonna say see typically, that a lot. Yeah, but typically those small town kids, like they, they're usually playing more than one sport. But yeah, that's that's yeah, awesome. Usually, and yeah. we talked about that. I mean, again, I'm not a golfer anymore, but the muscle memory that it takes, the teaching, the the ability that it takes, yeah, and to learn that in Madisonville, Texas, I mean, really, really pretty cool. Uh, speaking of young people on top of their game. 
an eight-year-old boy out of Wisconsin dubbed Mullet Boy, no. has won first place in the Mullet Championship Kids Division. Nice. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Mullet That's Boy. Said, Here's Emmett Bailey and his dad, Eric, talking about how cool this was. I mean, athletes and rock stars, they have mullets. I mean, it's pretty cool. He has went viral, and I can't wrap my head around it right now. He is worldwide. The intent from the get-go is just to have fun with it, and it has been Wild. Everyone keeps asking, are you going to cut it off when, when the contest is done? Why would I do that? <laughs> there you go. Why would, Why would I cut off my mullet? So the, the competition, by the way, which has been going on since 2020, the brainchild of one Kevin Bagola, uh, who's the owner of a Michigan menswear store. Caden Kershaw of Wausau, Wisconsin, took the teen title. Caden's got some flowing locks. Yeah. He plays ball. He plays football. And, uh, yeah, he's got pictures out there. Now, if you're 19 or older, there's still time to register for the open division. Okay. If you'd like to. There's probably a link out there someplace. Uh, The first round of voting will begin on September the 12th. So there'll be an open division of grown men who haven't cut the back of their hair. So there. I mean, some of these pictures, it really looks like a wig. Yeah. But it's not. It's the real deal. Anyway, uh, make your parents proud. You could win the Open Division for the Mullet Championship. So, (laughs) Hmm. do spiders sleep? Mm. Do spiders sleep? I assumed assumed most things did. Did Charlotte sleep? Well, a German professor uh, and uh, her colleagues focused cameras on baby jumping spiders at night to find out. Okay. (laughs) The footage showed patterns that looked like sleep cycles. Like the spider's EDB legs twitched and uh, parts of their eyes flickered. Spider eyes? I've never mm. looked at spider eyes. Oh, before. yeah, they got a bunch of them. Do yeah, they, they have do. Eyelashes, eyelashes on them? Who I knows? don't, I don't know. think so. The researchers described this pattern as REM sleep. It looked like REM stage sleep. In humans, REM or rapid eye movement is the active phase of sleep when parts of the brain light up with activity. And they closely are linked to dreaming. Mm. Oh, my God. What is a spider dreaming about? Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> think about that. Bugs. Other mm. animals. Uh, people. Whatever. <laughs> fingers. Uh, other animals, including some birds and mammals, have uh, been shown to have REM sleep as well. But creatures like the jumping spider haven't gotten as much attention. So it wasn't known if, in fact, they do have some kind of a little sleep. Mm. I mean, everything has to sleep, right? I presume, well, sharks, yeah, they have sharks that sleep. Yeah, I, yeah, I sharks guess. Sharks still swim while they're sleeping. They have to become re energized in some way, shape, or form. So I, I suppose that's probably right. Yeah, everything's got to rest, everything's got to eat. <sighs> while we're talking about critters, uh, neurobiologists from Northwestern University have studied the brains of fruit flies, and they say that the brain has its own thermometer and it prefers, you ready? 77 degrees. Okay. Temperatures above that for prolonged periods of time may cause the brain to trigger a desire for sleep or rest. Yes. Again, they observed that in fruit flies. But if they were looking at just human brain cells, some of that desire might be learned culture or just tendencies that that are behavioral. Mm -hmm. The fruit flies do not have a culture of tradition, obviously, of like siestas or whatever. Right. So the researchers believe that fruit flies' brain cells actually operate similar to human cells. So if we do want to take a nap, is it cultural or is it the temperature? You know, the thing is, if it's over 77, I don't want to sleep. It's, isn't it too hot? 
I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're in bed and you have the covers and everything else on top of you, 77 seems awfully hot. If you're in a room and you don't have anything else and I don't I'm thinking of like a classroom, right? Oh, yeah. Laying your head down. 77. <laughs> that goes to classroom where it's a great place to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it depends on a lot. I mean, you know, a, a good ceiling fan or any I mean, there's a lot of things that can make 77 comfortable. Um, but I, and I think it just kind of depends on on you personally, how you've trained your body to get used to sleep. They're including these findings in a bigger study on how temperature actually will affect brain power. They previously did research into why it's hard to get out of bed on colder mornings. Oh, yeah. And apparently sometimes that's a problem for fruit flies as well. Oh, they can't okay. get out of their little fruit fly oh, beds. Because oh, oh, they're too thing. cold. Well, that's it. Well, they, they Until their dad comes in banging pots and pans, tells well, them it's time to get up. They probably don't have a. They probably don't have a little carpet on the end of their fly home. You know, on the oh, floor yeah. of their fly home, and they don't have the little comfy slippers that they can put on. You know, to warm their little feet up. <laughs> Plus, think about it. They probably have what? They'd have to have eight slippers. Because they're flies, uh-huh. or, si- or six, I guess they have. Do flies six. have six legs? They have six legs. Never yeah. stopped to count. I think flies probably do, but so that that could be it too. But nonetheless, apparently they have trouble getting up Aww. on cold mornings as well. Good morning, sports fans. I'm Zach Taylor. Your morning sports update on 1620 945WTAW. This sports update is brought to you by Destination Brian. Your legendary staycation is right here at home in Bryan, Texas, including one of a kind restaurants and nationally recognized museums. Visit destinationbrian.com for more information at 752. Texas A&M men's golfer Sam Bennett won the 122nd U.S. Amateur yesterday after defeating Ben Carr one up at the Ridgewood Country Club in Paramus, New Jersey. Bennett after the win. This week I think I proved something and you know coach was there with me the whole time and we had a great time but uh yeah I definitely had a little chip on my shoulder this week to start off you know here I am now so uh I think I, I think I made my mark. Audio is courtesy of Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. With the win, Bennett earns an exemption to the 2023 Masters, the British Open, and the U.S. Open. Aggie women's soccer picked up its first win of the season yesterday, routing McNeese 8-0. The Maroon White had seven different players find the net, led by Micaiah McDonald with two. Uh, also marks the program's highest scoring output since 2013. The ladies will continue their homestand this Thursday against Sam Houston State. Now, speaking of the Bearcats, that's who A&M football will be hosting for its season opener on September 3rd. Coach Jimbo Fisher believes the Aggies had the experience to make some noise. Those guys that stay around now, you find out three years, four years, and maybe even five. Lord, Lord help us if a guy had to stay five years <laughs> in college. I mean, in play or not play to he's a redshirt sophomore or something like that. It's amazing how, how few mistakes they make and how, how good they play. And I think there's been like Fidel's one. I mean, he's not played. I've seen that since spring. I mean, you know, Ernest Crownover does a good job, comes out. I think Layden Robinson just keeps growing in what he's doing and the role he's having. I never know he's played, but, I mean, you're growing in that in that potential. I mean, Edron Cooper is another one you just brought up. Damani Richardson, how he's grown being a fourth-year guy. The difference on the field and just calls, maturity, practice of influencing players. Now, one of those guys Coach mentioned is redshirt sophomore Fidel Diggs. The Camden, New Jersey native says he's already embraced the Lone Star way of life. I recently won hunting probably uh, a month ago and it was that was definitely different like because I never you know up north we don't really hunt that much and it's just that was different but everything goes I I had an idea what I was coming into um but I enjoy you know different things like wearing cowboy hats boots 
Fidel and the guys will be back at it again today. Now for sights and sounds from fall camp, head over to WTAW.com. Both the Astros and Rangers picked up wins yesterday. Houston edged Atlanta 5-4, avoiding a series sweep at the hands of the Braves. Jordan Alvarez, who suffered a scare Friday night when he took himself out of the game due to shortness of breath, returned to knock in two runs. Meanwhile, Texas rolled past Minnesota 7-0. Marcus Simeon and Nathaniel Lowe homered, and Koei Arihara picked up his first big league win in over a year. The Rangers visit the Twins again tonight at 6 o'clock. The Houston Texans are now 2-0 this preseason after downing the L.A. Rams Friday 24-20. Former Texas A&M quarterback Kyle Allen completed 9 of 12 passes for 71 yards in the score. Now the Dallas Cowboys also picked up a win over the weekend, pulling away from the L.A. Chargers Saturday 32-18. Rico Dowdle ran for 44 yards and a touchdown, and Dallas's D held former Aggie running back Isaiah Spiller to just three yards on three carries. And that's been your morning sports update brought to you by Destination Brian on 1620 94.5 WTAW. I'm Zach Taylor. Hey, good morning. It's the Infomaniacs. It's a uh, Monday morning. We're glad you're with us this morning. We were talking uh, fruit flies just a little while ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said, I had a professor once who said time flies like an arrow, but fruit flies like bananas. Very nice. I know. It's not even Thursday. Oh, We've got, man. Uh, yeah, we have humor for you this morning. Anyway, would love to hear what your rainfall totals were. You know, there are a lot of people who have been getting a lot of rain. Yeah. This is crazy weather. We had 80 degrees at 6 o'clock this morning. The heat index is 88 out mm, there right now. Yeah. Rather warm. Yeah. Probably won't make 100. A little sweaty. But, uh, yeah. A little sweaty. So a traveler shocked after he came home to a $90,000 roaming bill after a week in oh. Europe. Guy from Ireland, uh, he took to TikTok to complain about the service from his provider, which is called Three, apparently. I've never heard of that. Um, so Three offered him a $60,000 credit, but obviously he said, well, I, I can't pay a $30,000 phone bill. I won't live long enough to be able to do that. Yeah. Fortunately, in a follow-up video, the uh, company agreed to reduce the bill down to $90, which is a 1,000% decrease. Yeah. They probably won't do that to, for many other people, but remember that, I guess. If you're out there traveling, especially in <laughs> a foreign Shame them on yeah. social media. That's uh. Check with your phone company before you go yeah. to know how it works. Yeah, they, <laughs> they probably have a plan that can yeah, help you in some exactly. ways. So herbs come from the leaves of a plant spices come from any other part of the plant except the leaves oh okay. i had no so, idea there you go yeah. i know that's why we tell you a bride broadcasting station wtaw college station Brian. brain fog insomnia moodiness weight gain maybe you think they're just part of getting older but many health understands that for women over 40 they can all connect to menopause it's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience not just hot flashes MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.